Friendship Festival. Friendship Festival. Hello, my name's Oliver Braid. I'm Ellie Harrison. And today it's the 2nd of November 2012. Wow. I know, we're really. I think I do believe, Ellie, this is show 44 of the Ellie and Oliver show. Oh my God. And I believe it is show 7 of Friendship Festival. Wow. Right? So we're. We're coming to the end in both sort of senses. We're moving. We're moving towards changes are afoot. Um, And today, as the last show of Friendship Festival, which is obviously sponsored by, shall we say, Glasgow, commissioned by Glasgow. It has some relation to Glasgow, (laughs) um, which is a lovely festival based in Glasgow. And tonight, I do want to say, actually, one of my favourite films of all time is playing at the GFT as part of Glasgow, and that's Female Trouble. Oh, are we going to go? It's on too late. I'd like to go, but I think it's on a bit too <laughs> late. I would love to go, because it's such an excellent film, and I'd love to see it on the big screen. Is it John Waters? Yeah, it's a really great film. Like to see um, it. Uh, have you not seen it? No. It follows a, a lady, uh-huh. or she starts Divine. as a girl, follows Divine through... Her her existence in a, in a certain role in the character of um, God, what's she called? I think she's called Dawn Dawn Davenport, and it just follows her through a life of crime. It's pretty amazing film. If 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 anyone's got a free time tonight, you should definitely go see that. Also, Harold and Maud is playing this weekend, and that's the centerpiece of the whole Glasgow Festival. We're going to go to that. a theatre production. I'd really like to. I thought we were going I know, but I think it finishes on Sunday night, and it finishes on Saturday night, unexpectedly. Anyway. But there is also 8 by Drew Taylor, which I believe is on Sunday evening. That's my Glasgow promo over. Phew. Singing for my supper. So I thought I'd choose a theme today that combined both issues of friendship yeah. and LGBT issues. Okay. Because I'm worried that we haven't really we haven't really focused on the LGBT issues very much. Probably not going to do very much in this show either. But I just throw it in. Um, right. So yeah, and I was trying to think of something that's like, what does friendship have in common with being homosexual? Um, and it was quite a tricky one. But the the word that I arrived at eventually was developments. This is a very elongated introduction, isn't it? You're looking at me like I should be shot. Um, Because, yes, I thought, uh, you know, the thing is with friendship, obviously that, we hope, uh, exists over time. And lots of things change. And sometimes with friendships, those changes mean they filter out or they sort of dissipate. But sometimes if you put some good measures into place, you can maintain those friendships, and that's nice. And then I was also thinking about developments in terms of the LGBT community because, you know, when we were first talking about doing something for Glasgow, we both felt a bit strange about the idea of being, like, an L- being connected to being, like, an elegy, an elegy yeah. in, um, uh, in connection to other activities. And this has come up a lot, like a lot of people have asked me this question over the last couple of weeks, like what is the place for a sort of a gay festival in a community that isn't, you know, where it's not this kind of big minority anymore? My answer is always one about responsibility for younger people. You've got to let them know it's all right and it's out there. But someone said to me yesterday to just think about it as a human rights festival, 
And so that made me feel a lot more comfortable. Wow, you've been having quite a lot of um, philosophical thoughts about what it means to be involved in Glasgow. Well, yeah, I mean, we're doing it, so I think we have to oh. have to think it over a little. Yeah, I guess so. Um, so developments... See, I thought you were going to say com- something completely different in your introduction. Oh, what did you think I was going to say? <laughs> Which is why I was looking at you going, what the fuck <laughs> are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know, I just thought that... Um, you don't mind if I say this? No. Okay. Um, I just thought that because... Last week, we ha- I mean, I really enjoyed last week's discussion. Yeah, I thought it was very good. I gave Oliver a bit of a telling off for A, having too loud a voice. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> because we had to swap microphones, which is why... Uh, well, I don't think we did have to. I think you made the decision okay. that we would swap. Once again, you're losing the thread of cause and effect, where the, the, the effect is <laughs> negative and the cause is... All right, we swapped microphones, which is why I sound so quiet. But we talked about contradictions, and we had we talked about the dialectic, which is obviously that the kind of like I guess way of describing a contradiction in mm. terms of how it might help us develop or progress. And then we got onto the subject of progress, which I'm fascinated by. So I think talking about developments in terms of progress is what I am most interested in doing. But I guess, like, I mean... No, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you reminded me of that because that was another one of the points that I was interested in talking about, but I just couldn't locate it straight back to friendship and being an LG or B or a T. So, um, yeah, uh, progress. I really enjoyed our conversation about progress last week and I was still thinking... Because one of the, one of the things that I was thinking about in your life... Yeah. I, when I'm analysing you in oh my, my mind, I was thinking about this connection between preserving the planet through all yeah. the different methods that you employ and um, then the fact that actually you're not particularly a big fan of the world that we live in. Like yeah. You have lots of problems. And so it does seem like there's some kind of strange double... Um, I don't know what the word is, but like you're saving a planet, but you're sort of saving a planet to allow people to continue in a way that you're not a big fan of. Yeah, it's the ultimate paradox of my life. It's the ultimate paradox, but we're not doing paradoxes. We're not doing paradoxes. We should be. Um, but so Because you did say last week as well that you didn't believe that progress was possible. Well, okay, I was going to play... I should probably just... The song that I was going to play at the end, but uh, okay. I, c- I could just talk about it now because we could play it in the middle if we wanted. But Whatever you feel like. Um, I um, am a good friend of Josie Long, the comedian who I'm actually <laughs> going to meet this evening. But I'm mentioning her because I went to see her show last week with my friend Becky, a different Becky, <laughs> Becky from Glasgow. She also plays roller derby. Anyway, um, we went to see Josie's show and it is really good. It's really political. There's this bit in it, actually, and I'm sure she says it in her previous show as well, which she won't like me to mention <laughs> on the radio. But she uses the phrase, which I'm sure she um, customised from me, privatisation is not progress, unless you think of progress as progressing towards an apocalypse of doom, which is like... 
kind of because one of the things that I've written down, which you're not going to like, but because I have started reading Capital Volume Two now, hooray! I've engaged in my <laughs> <laughs> I know Capital Volume One wasn't enough. I got to have my marks fixed, <laughs> but it's lucky because there's another eight hundred pages to enjoy. Well, yeah. Um, but what I'm really interested in, and I guess we touched on it a little bit last week is some of these kind of absurd conclusions. If you follow, like, I guess, instrumental rationality or whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call it, through to its, like, logical conclusion, what you actually end up with, well, is sort of maybe self-destruction, like we talked about the Holocaust Mm. last week. Um, But there's all these... The things that Marx, Marx predicts, the way that the capitalist system will, will evolve, there's all sorts of um, sort of absurd conclusions that come out of it. One of them like that somebody threw up in our discussion on Wednesday is that technology will have advanced to such a um, great like state that all that will be required is one person to wake up every morning and press the on button but that person still has to get up to press the on button Mm. so that's quite a positive conclusion because it's assuming that only one person has to go to work and we can all just like it's also assuming that we'll be allowed the privilege of choosing whether these machines have an on button anymore yeah Uh, well exactly you know the machines may well take over another one which i prefer is that like to think about like the logical conclusion one of the logical conclusions of capitalism is to is yeah i mean if you think about it in terms of mineral water and stuff like that that eventually mineral water mineral yeah, water okay, okay. that eventually there'll just be production like production lines canning selling producing empty cans selling and marketing empty cans mm. as though that's like a conclusion like that we'd reach when you realize that the product doesn't actually matter you know, it's just it's getting Package. money. It's selling the it's mm. selling the product and getting money for the product. So, I'm just really kind of interested in all of those like really like illogical conclusions. Which, if you think about me and what you said about in terms of my being vegan and stuff, well, really the reason that I'm vegan is so t- to for environmental reasons to preserve the atmosphere on the planet so that humans can survive. So that they can keep on procreating and breeding and doing horrible things. So it is a paradox and it's a kind of ultimate paradox. But I think it's so interesting. And yeah, so if we can somehow think about linking that back in to what you were talking about in terms of progression of friendship, that would be... That would be interesting. Yeah, well, okay, so let's blend the world of friendship. Because I suppose the thing that I was thinking about with friendship, because, you know, right at the very end as well, when we talked about being out of the dialectic, being like the non-binary, or I think I said like the indecidable. Yeah. Well, I was thinking that that non-binary has a, has a place in the world of friendship. But also because I think I read this in a book, I can't remember what the lady was called, but she was she was writing about Socrates in Plato and different bits where he crops up. And I've definitely talked about this essay before where she talks about the lysis. And, and in Plato's lysis, Socrates is trying to describe what he thinks a friend is. Right. And, and so, but, but by the end of the um, 
dialogue, he can't really reach, there's like not really a conclusion reached because every time he tries to make a conclusion, there's like an opposing thing. But instead of kind of trapping it down, it just stays completely like um, non-binary. I wish there was a better way to, like it, the, the definition of it is still kind of floating about. It's not really on one side of the fence or the other. And the word um, lysis, which is the title of that, particular dialogue named after one of the characters that comes from like the latin word luin or something which means releasing and so apparently like in this essay she talks about how plato is trying to imply that friendship is like a constant uh back and forth between acquisition and release like you acquire someone but then because they're your friend you release them and you go back mm-hmm. and then she also makes a parallel between that and the way that human beings go about constructing knowledge, especially in philosophy, like you acquire something and then you let that go and then something else comes. Yeah, no, that's, re- that's really interesting. I was thinking about like two things there in terms of like like having and releasing someone, like maybe the difference between friendship and like a relationship that you might have is that you might want to have them and not release them. Mm. But whether with a friend, like they come, and I guess friends come and go, in our lives a little which is what we were going to talk about really yeah it's poignant it's strange because um it seems you know last week as well i was talking about how sometimes when we do the radio it seems like there's some kind of weird connection between our lives and what we choose to do on the radio shows Uh. and it seems strange that we should choose to do friendship festival oh no interesting you know like because this shouldn't be a sad thing because this is like it's something that we're doing, I think. Um, I don't know how to introduce it. I just put it out there, Oliver. Okay, me and Ellie are splitting up. <laughs> Who are you telling? I, g- I guess I'm telling everyone. <laughs> but it's really sad. We're not splitting up until the end of the year. We're obviously, we're still continuing to do the Ellie and Oliver show. And we're still going to continue to be very good friends, I hope. But the show, this show, I don't want to say it's been the death of us. It's been the making of us, Oliver. It's been the making of Ellie and Oliver. But at the same time, it's been like, if you look back on this year, when we were in Gla- uh, Glasgow International, Buzzcut, we did Ireland, we went to yeah. Edinburgh, like, doing the Friendship Festival. Like, it, it's, 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 it's the pinnacle of our friendship. It, yeah. It's a, it's like a, it's a, it's a, it's the... <laughs> synthesis of our friendship it's you know it's the it's the perfect sort of way of documenting it and we just thought well oliver's going to france for four months yeah i I haven't even introduced that really but yeah it's just come at that time where you know our last show here is the 28th of december yeah and then after that i'm supposed to be going to France for four months for a residency and so it just seemed like maybe this is the time and also I think you know we've lived together for over three years now I think we've done really well considering like what a nightmare our personality flaws (laughs) both both of us I think no I think we've done amazingly and I just think that this is the time to develop our friendship and understand that we're like you said to me last week when we had this conversation you said that you think we're still going to be friends for the rest of our lives and I really think that as well because you are someone that I mean this is a bit of a weird reason to be friends with someone but you are someone who constantly impresses me and somebody who you know is ambitious and like um someone said I wish I could think of the actual word but just someone that um 
I just really admire. Is that? And so but that's weird because when I think about you, you're just the person who I just really want to spend all my time with. Because I mean, that is not true. That's a complete lie. <laughs> but I mean, when I go out, you know, when I go out in the evening, like and I'm full, they're full of a room. There's a room full of people. I know that I'm going to have far more fun talking to you than I would get talking to anybody well, else. That is in the nice, room. but I think that, yeah, I mean, going back to this idea of uh, admiring you, I don't want you to think that that is in any way purely work based. It's just like, as a person, I just really like your take on existence. Not that I can't really do it myself, but just like, you know, not so much to do with work, but like if you're going out drinking, then you are just going to really go for it to the point that you're punched in the face and thrown out of a club. And that's the kind of vibe that I admire in someone because you're not really going to do anything by halves. Because you think, remember last Friday when I met you down in the studio and I had a bottle of Carver and we popped it yeah. open and I nearly smashed a hole in the ceiling and then I was like, we put that song on. That, just um, dance on repeat to Azalea Banks. on about six oh. times in a row and just bang, went like bang, bang, bang. And then we went out and we had the most fun night. Yeah, it was really nice. And I was thinking a lot about like, the year that we didn't live together, the first year in Glasgow, we still had lots of fun. And like when I think about it, when I'm back next year, when I come back from France, I just think we're still going to have a lot of fun times, but I think it'll be a different vibe. You're going to have so much more fun because every time you see me, I'll be like that. You won't have to see me in the morning where I'm like, fuck off while I'm left, not on my breakfast. You'll just get to see the finale 100% of the time. I think that's really positive. Is it midway? Okay, so should we play my song? I think so. Okay, cool. So this is, um, I just realised yesterday that we've been on air now for like well, nearly a whole year and I've never played a single Kate Bush song. And I love Kate Bush. I really love Kate Bush. And she's a bit of a gay man's heaven, isn't she? So this is from The Dreaming, which is my favourite album. A lot of people didn't like it that much. I love it. This song's inspired by The Shining and it's, I guess it's in, in um, dedication to the conversation we've just had. It's called Get Out of My House. Get out of my house indeed. Oh, my God. 
This house is full of mistakes. This house is full of madness. This house is full of madness. Sally here, and Sorry we here. <laughs> we just had the revelation that come 2013, the Ellie and Oliver show will be no more. But we know that. But then we knew that. 
the Elian Oliver show, the real life Elian Oliver show will be no more either. <laughs> um, but we have to look on the bright side and we also have to, I think, make the most of the remaining shows that we do have mm-hmm. and to try to make them as worthwhile for us and as good as they possibly can be. I mean, I, I as, as an avid listener of the Alien Oliver show, you know, I'm very, very, very self-critical. And as much as I like laughing at my own jokes <laughs> and laughing at some of your jokes... You're good, you are. You really do get tickled by the Alien Oliver show. <laughs> you love it. It makes me laugh so much. Um, but what I'd like to do one point next week is to really, like, review what we've kind of produced so far to analyse it and think, well, how can we best use these remaining shows? How can we make the most of them? It's interesting, actually. One thing I wrote in my notebook last week talk about developments because uh, I mentioned motivations in the break while mm. we listened to the lovely song the donkey and I said have we done motivations I don't think we have but I think it does relate to development and it relates to you know what what continue what continues to motivate you to move forward yeah motivations for me is quiet and it because at the minute I'm going through a period where I can feel my motivation slightly shifting a little bit mm. um but I <laughs> well yeah I know but you've got a different you know you, you're you're in at a different stage in your life like I guess it's a stage just when you reach a sort of void when when there's not much oh <laughs> really happening like I don't know whether I can really say that I'm in a void at the moment but maybe I'm approaching a void but I think one thing I wrote here is like the thing that motivates me mm. more than anything is an inferiority complex and like a constant feeling that I'm not good enough and I'm not clever enough and that I've got to try to overcome that. And I think with the Ellie Oliver show, (laughs) really like with those remaining shows, I'm not saying they're going to be amazing, but I want them to be like the most worthwhile and most productive or most, you know, interesting Mm -hmm. shows they can be. So I've got like all of those examples of, um, radio show titles it, written in so many different books. Yeah, subjects me that too. Like we to need discuss. to start compiling them together. Yeah, and get some. But I mean, the thing is, I know, you, I know, I totally understand this idea of the inferiority complex and how that is the main motivating force for a lot of things. But I also like. Uh, I wonder, you know, I we I seem like we spent a lot of time this year talking about like verifications or like external verifications yeah and actually like those people that are probably not even concrete people in your mind just like general abstract judgments of people that thinking you're not good enough they're not always there and what is actually there is like your life like you and a body and a mind i guess or maybe they're all one thing (laughs) who knows i am a machine um yeah, all of th- I don't know that kind of stuff seems important. You know, like you were kind of stressed out this week because I you uh, allegedly kept talking about how much I want some money to buy clothes with. <laughs> no, but it's more just because I I, I realised that actually having a little bit more money, as shocking as it might be, might um might improve my life in a really d- in a way that I haven't really had before. Like, you know, I'd like to decorate a flat how I want it to be. Well, I mean, not that living in a white box for three years hasn't been 
in many ways very pleasurable and useful and very good for taking a photograph in at the radio show. Yeah. But sometimes I think I'd love to have some colour. Well, you can have all of that, Oliver, when you leave. Got to buy it, though, haven't you? That's why I need to up the finances. Oh, my God. You just want to surround yourself with crap. Well, the sooner you're out of my house, the better. I'm going to get a (laughs) 72-inch plasma screen. You can have this TV. (laughs) You've got to take this bloody TV. So, Oliver, we've just about run out of time, which is a real shame, because I didn't advance my philosophy about progress, because we talked about progress. Oh, do you want to just advance it quickly? Well, it just develops a development from <laughs> last week's philosophizing <laughs> about how you know motivation what motivates us to live mm-hmm. or to continue living and i do think that acquiring knowledge i think you can have a life project where you can develop over the course of your life in acquiring knowledge and i think rather than acquiring objects and possessions to adorn your abode I think acquiring knowledge is the one thing that actually makes you feel like engaged and interested and motivated and But that knowledge has to be acquired because you believe that it's the right thing to acquire that knowledge perhaps rather than you're acquiring it because you want other people to have thought that you because yeah. I wish we talked a little bit about that three you know the leap of faith I can't remember what Kierkegaard's three stages are like aesthetic ethic and then the leap of faith because I think that might con- connect quite well to what you were... Yeah. Well, we need to review this show. This show, I think, has to be a turning point because I think it's been quite rambling nonsense. And mm. <laughs> we need to reflect on it and think, how can we be better? But there's been a significant development released, at least. Exactly. There's significant developments... Nestled within the <laughs> layers of waffle. <laughs> exactly, which you have to unpick. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we can pick out some some really good themes to do for the rest of the year which will really challenge us and allow us to acquire knowledge for this for the self-satisfaction of having that knowledge and for for the way that it makes you feel rather than how you can impress someone so my song absolutely is in honor of my friend Josie who I mentioned earlier (laughs) who I'm going for dinner with later just throw it out there um, Every time you say, in honour of my friend, I just keep expecting you to say Oliver Braid. Oh, sorry, actually, Oliver. You've forgotten about me already. I know, I'm moving on, baby. <laughs> I'm clearing you out. <laughs> oh, I'm getting ready for my new look. <laughs> anyway, um, we went on holiday last summer because this is interesting because she talked about it on her radio show, which has a few more listeners than we do. <laughs> <laughs> but... She talked about our holiday, which was a walking holiday, where we walked 50 miles over the course of five days as an achievement holiday. Mm. And I think she said that she only really liked going on achievement holidays. And I was thinking about this in terms of progress, because I don't know whether I put it in in the previous show, like the, whenever I'm most depressed, I know it's AA actually, is when I'm just sitting on a beach, like when I go on holiday and there's nothing to do. Mm. And you just sit still for two weeks and it can be the most depressing thing ever. So we this achievement holiday, we walked from like near Newcastle up to Berwick over the course of five days. And as we were approaching Berwick on the last day, we were finally getting there. We were just about to have pr- d- d- progressed all this way and to have made it. It was so satisfying. I'm a bit delirious. And anyway, we listened to this song by Bell and Sebastian called Mayfly, which I'm going to put on. 
And while I fiddle around, putting it on, all of that, you yeah. can fill in some time. Oh, just do a little bit of filling in time then. Uh, so, um, but I was thinking about things that you just said, and I, I wanted to respond to them slightly, but I feel like you fiddled around enough. Uh, well I've got no more things to add to this development. Oh, but I did have... Right. I wish I had some more kind of Kierkegaardian things to throw in. But I tell you, I listened back to that show last week and I did feel a little bit embarrassed about some of the things that I said. Yeah, I found it was like... I just... Because I was worried about the A little knowledge. bit too cod philosophical. I like a bit of fake philosophy or pop philosophy, but... Because this is why I don't understand... I haven't listened to any anything this week. I haven't done any reading. Just been lolling around, sewing. I know. But maybe that's taken its toll on your brain. But I'm not saying you have to mm. just research. But that's the thing, though, because I was thinking my idea... Because my parents were very much a fan of a two-week holiday lying on a beach. So as a child, that's all I did. But now I think what would be nice is maybe if you did... Two days of that, and then maybe four days of discovering stuff in another mm. climate or doing something like that. But I do it again, right? I, I know this boy, and he's got a girlfriend, and he works quite a lot of jobs. And I'm always like, oh, you really don't need to do that? You could just work two days and you'd be sweet. But he, I finally realised this week the reason he does it is because he wants to do stuff with his girlfriend, like just go on holiday with her or like right. just go out for dinners and stuff. All of that stuff, earning money is unfortunately linked to doing things with the one you love, potentially. Unless you're going out with Ellie Harrison. Yeah. I imagine you're quite a cheap date. Yeah, I just have a pint of water, please. <laughs> Unless I'm having a carver evening. <laughs> but there is only five quid that carver, as I like well, to point there you out. Oh, nice. First thing you said to me as soon as you got through the door don't make a fuss, it's only five pounds. Like we were drinking money. 5.50. Okay. Should we do Mayfly? Yeah, let's do Mayfly. Yep. Apology for that end of rambling. Bye. Bye-bye. One, two, three, four. Staying in, you are waiting for a sign. Mayfly, woken up when skies appear. I don't mind you coming near. Give me company till she comes again. You are the one who's making do. I am the one who's privy to. Cause you saw him in the park. Cause you saw him at the bridges With the people in the dark Okay, now as a start of something big You are there in the beginning You are there to see and live fly walking up when skies are blue I don't mind the sight of you Keep me company till she comes again you are the one who's making do I am the one who's pretty too Cause you saw him at the celebration Standing at the side You had the move to save the day And you would love him
the ponies out. You are the one left on the shelf. You are incapable of playing the fool. Longing for what's different today. You sent the boy and girl away. You are concerned with matters lofty. But puzzled, so it makes you sick. Your diary's looking like the Bible with its verses lost in time, lost in meaning for the people who surround you. It's a crying shame. You know it's a crying shame. You know it's a crying. Thank you.